Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday. Thanks for being here. Randy, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Um, I have had more than one person now start to feed me jokes. Good, I bet. Okay, so you ready for this it's like week's? It's an epidemic. It's a, it's a <laughs> here virus. Here we go. This, uh, this is not a Madeline joke, <clears throat> okay. but it, it does, it's kind of like on that, that par. I love Madeline um, jokes. What's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? Um, wow, I could. I could name a lot of descriptive issues. But I'm thinking I'm of one. Say no. uh, one will see you later, and the other in a while. Oh, that's really, that's really good. I thought that was yeah. These jokes clever. are worth. It's worth showing up for Beyond every week Sunday just to hear these jokes. I think are, yeah. My guess, it. Faith Family, is that when he wakes up on a Tuesday morning, mm. one of the first things after he prays the Lord's Prayer is dear jesus please come back before i have to listen to one of jonathan's jokes is that what you mean <laughs> no, no no i was oh, going to okay. go another direction right. okay. but i think yeah. they know yeah, they know. Um, but the real reason we're here is to get back into last week's sermon so the hard-working faith series mm-hmm. beyond um, sunday yeah and what that means for us beyond sunday mm-hmm. um so hard-working faith so question for you number one diving right in mm-hmm. um point one mm-hmm. Uh, this week was the only thing that counts for a Christian, mm-hmm. right? And according to the passage, faith was the thing that counts. Faith working through love, right? Is the only thing that counts, right? Yeah, faith working through love. And that's so kind of where my question is. Uh-huh. Um, can you clarify what does that count for? Does it count for salvation? Does it count for like our works pleasing God and so rewards like we've talked about? It's uh, the best. The best term would be to use righteousness, which is in verse five. Mm-hmm. So nothing else um, in verse six. Circumcision doesn't work. Uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. So whether you're circumcised or not, which was a big deal for the Jews back in the day in the Old Testament times, in particular under the law, mm-hmm. neither being circumcised or not, that doesn't mean anything. Right. So as I tried to say, you got the top probably the top law because there was a word play that you know if you didn't if you didn't circumcise if you didn't cut off mm-hmm. then you would be cut off so yep. there's that I word play that. so even something that is that important for keeping the law that very important law that doesn't matter and so verse 6 the only thing that counts is faith working through love it's the only thing that counts for any hope of righteousness mm-hmm. So when you have verse five, we ourselves eagerly await, uh, wait for the hope of righteousness. That's the contrast to any other way of looking at righteousness. So it's either it's either uh, faith, a faith that works a certain way in this case, or mm-hmm. it's works. <clears throat> and uh, what we're learning from Paul in chapter five of Galatians is there is no kind of religious activity or work that can create or result in a righteousness that God accepts. Okay. So that's helpful. Um, so just to recap what you're saying mm-hmm. is that it, it counts for righteousness. So to be declared righteous in God's eyes, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that's going to count mm-hmm. or be get us there would be faith 
through love. Yes, and you use the word that's found in verse 4. So if you're looking at verse 4, you are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. Mm -hmm. So to be justified, if, if someone tries to be justified by the law, that means that they, they intend for God to declare them righteous or announce them righteous on the basis of the fact that they kept the they were obedient to the law. Mm-hmm. And again, in this text, remember, if you if you accept one law as mm-hmm. your basis for righteousness, you must you're obligated to keep the whole law. That's verse three. And that's well, it's all impossible. Which we talked about Sunday that no yeah. one can do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so what would be, I mean, circumcision, I don't think many people are ba- basing their salvation on circumcision. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anybody. No, I sure, said, they're out there, but I whatever. Said, I said Sunday. That's not our issue. No. So what would be some circumcision, you know, level type things that people are like, yeah, that's what I'm banking on. So you may recall what I said on Sunday was the tendency for someone to say, I do believe in Jesus, but I don't think I'm good enough to make it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a person who's now drifting into this direction. If they're not good enough, then they don't understand the righteousness of Christ credited to their account, which satisfies the wrath of God completely and provides a righteousness that he accepts. If they don't accept that, the only thing left is I have to try to do better. So mm-hmm. pick whatever it could be. For folks like ours, for instance, you know, it's often just, just trying to be a good moral person, mm-hmm. um, you know, reading their Bible, praying, giving serving, attending, all of those things could be mm-hmm. ranking right up there with circumcision for our folks today. Yeah. And I probably missed some. Right. I didn't yell at my kids. I didn't kick the dog. Yeah. I didn't, you know, yeah. you know, lose it at work. Yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah. Um, now, the end of that phrase, faith working through love. Mm-hmm. So that through love, mm-hmm. this is just a personal thing that I'm always, I can never really land on or it's never super clear mm-hmm. just prepositions mm-hmm. so like how's that through love and maybe that preposition i don't know what it is mm-hmm. in the greek but like yeah how's that preposition affect this love and its relationship to faith uh, it does uh, oh, okay so so the preposition first of all i just wanted to double check it is the one i thought it's a very common one you you may remember dia Mm-hmm. That common preposition through, yep. which uh, I would say this is faith working through it or by it. Mm-hmm. Love is the vehicle through which faith works. So it would the it, vehicle through which faith works. The vehicle through which faith works. Yep. So would you say that a defining characteristic, a primary defining characteristic for faith should be love? That'd be mm-hmm. another way to think mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. A faith that works is a faith that works primarily first through love. That's why this one was such an important text for us because remember of all the things God didn't say or could have said, he didn't say, he just used this. The only thing that counts is faith through love. Mm -hmm. He could have said other things, but he didn't. So this is a big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So love becomes the instrument. You don't want to flesh that out, especially this week, for instance, beyond Sunday, you want to say something like, well, okay, what activity, what action, what attitude do I have that is love and action? an attitude or an action towards another person where that love is going to work and that is carrying your faith. It's the vehicle through which your faith is revealing itself, mm-hmm. evidencing itself. Yeah. Yeah. Those prepositions for me, like when I read them, they're, they're a little yeah, bit amb- they are. ambiguous. They are. 
So, so, <laughs> so ambiguity just drives yeah. it drives us crazy. So, so, me. so last night, right after supper, I, I said, I, I just need a little bit of, of time uh, to to shore up one thing before we went on to something else. And so I was focused on the preposition that are coming up uh, mm-hmm. this coming Sunday in Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, dead in your trespasses and sins is mm-hmm. early on in that paragraph. And I wanted to nail down what is that preposition doing? Yeah. What's the relationship between the death and the trespasses and sins? Mm-hmm. And so I, I spent a lot of time on that, just going through the options in the Greek text, mm-hmm. the syntactical options mm-hmm. for that. So this is another one that's, this one's a tad easier than the one I had to tackle last night, but yeah. it is still love carrying faith the vehicle the vehicle through which. through which faith is being carried yeah being evidenced being active something like that yeah no that helps um so somewhere in the middle of the sermon i wrote down you said that part of this faith working it out working itself out through love means being accessible yeah. And being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Okay. The eye roll. If you're listening, Randy rolled his eyes. I did. So can you f- let's just, let's talk about that. What's, yeah. what's that look like? What's, uh, maybe you even have a personal story, uh, but being okay. accessible, I mean, being vulnerable. So I just think, I, just, I was just thinking of all the people that have had interpersonal friction through the years, let's say, mm-hmm. with someone. Mm-hmm. Th- just thinking of my own pastoral ministry now for you know these years and think of all the different kinds of people I've interacted with. And in order to love people, there has to be, I have to prevent myself from keeping people at arm's length from me. That's the one of the first things. So accessibility for me inclu- involves, it, it doesn't matter who these people are, in order to love them, mm-hmm. I have to be with them accessible. Mm -hmm. So I cannot keep you at arm's length so that there's no accessibility. I can't do that in Mm -hmm. love. So that's why I thought of that. I was thinking of just some of the parishioners that I'm sure they struggle with loving certain people Yeah, because they've been burned. Mm -hmm. So even in the faith family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or within your own family. Yeah. So you protect yourself. You protect yourself because you know you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of that yeah. is sort of flowed out of that. As soon as I say, I'm going to be accessible to you, yeah. I make myself vulnerable all over again. Yeah. And I mean, you and I have worked together for how many years? Almost 18. Is that is that how many? Uh, wow. I think so. Okay. Seven, 17, uh, okay, actually. Okay, but still. Yeah, but a still. long time. I mean, so 17 years we've been at this, mm-hmm. right? We've had really good days. Mm-hmm. But- you know the risk involved in this relationship over this time. Yeah. As things as things go, I say dumb things. I've worked with you longer than I've been married. It's, it's amazing. So that there's a joke probably coming somewhere <laughs> there, but I'm not going to go into that. But the whole point is, as soon as we're accessible to each other, we're also vulnerable. Yeah. In other words, there's a risk factor. You and I working together this closely, it's risky. Yeah, it was that way with Rich and I, with Rich yep. and me for all these years, mm-hmm. and we had such great days. Uh, and now we've got Austin on board. You know where that's going to go. Yeah, I mean that's Goodness. just that's a shipwreck waiting to happen with Austin. Right. I mean we got yeah. Austin involved, we got Jason, we got Bill, we got you know how it is. Yeah, so the Faith family, you know, their coworkers is a big one. Uh, being right. 
because we're commanded to love. These are there's some one another's mm-hmm. here, and it's written yeah. to the Galatian church. But he also quotes at the end there, "Love your neighbor as yourself," and right. that word "neighbor" <laughs> expands that big boundary time. big time. Yeah. Um, so to think about those people that are hard to love, to make ourselves vulnerable and mm-hmm. accessible to, um, coworkers is a big one. And you know the number of hours you spend with your coworkers yeah. if you're in the office, yeah. that yeah. kind of a setting. Yeah. It's usually more than what you spend with your own family or yeah. somewhere in that vicinity. That's right. Um, and those are easy because you don't have to live with them. Those are really easy ones to just, yeah. you know, ignore them when they're past them in the hallway. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Emails are short yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, just those personal yeah. opportunities can really be shut down. But in the home too, uh, because oh, yeah. you're, oh, yeah. you're in a confined environment, if you don't work through some of those things quickly, it, yeah. it can get cold pretty quickly. And you have the, you have varying degrees of this, you know, I'm, I'm by nature a selfish person to begin with. So love, you know, uh, you know, faith working through love, that's going to take an effort to begin with. But then let's talk about when things get tense. Mm-hmm. You know, something happens in the home and all of a sudden there's a lot of tenseness. Now, faith working through love is really hard. I mean, it was hard to begin with because I'm a yeah. selfish guy. Yep. Now you put some tense situations in the family mm-hmm. or in the faith family or at work. Yep. And now faith working through love Faith better be hard working because that's really hard to sustain the affection mm-hmm. that leads to this this nice reciprocal relationship. Oh, yeah, um, and it it's got to come both ways from both parties. And the example that comes to my mind is when I was in college, one of my roommates at Word of Life. So I mean, we're living together, so it's like we're living in the same mm-hmm. house essentially. So we're with each other a what, lot. What a test! And he was a Japanese exchange student and a friend. Yeah. Um, and man, I said something and I offended him and I didn't know what it was, but I could tell he wasn't happy with me and he just kind of was quiet. Um, and so some of that was cultural and what it ended up being, cause I, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, hey, what's Yasto, up? his what's name up? was Yasto. What's going on? Like, like you, yeah. you seem upset with me. Can, mm. can we talk? And, uh, what it came out to be was, uh, I had made a sarcastic remark to him and to me, I was just playing and it was in jest and there was no harm intended it's a spiritual gift but that's what i thought uh but apparently to him it's not he didn't have the gift of interpreting sarcasm (laughs) and uh so we just had to work through that and thankfully our relationship was restored and yeah um but that required both of us willing to engage and kind of meet at the table and yeah. then figure it out. And that was it was unintentional on your part. You mm-hmm. didn't mean to hurt the guy. But to. you'll notice that with an example like that, you know, verse verse uh, 15, but if you mm-hmm. bite and devour one another, watch out that you're not consumed by one another. You can see that the devouring was happening from his end uh, of things, and it was unintended. Mm-hmm. Obviously, verse 15 describes the opposite of loving each other. And so the harshness that can occur... Or just the plain old, we don't talk anymore type of thing. Yeah. You know, that's just as damaging and consuming. Yeah. And that was, that gets me into my next question for you, which mm-hmm. is just what are some of the ways that we bite and devour one another? Like, wh- what ways, what are some of the primary ways that we see that come out? Yeah. The first one's avoidance, uh, which is very passive. It's, it's just avoidance, period. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
the relationship's not there. Yeah, your coworker, you're, you're he's just, down the hallway. Just, you walk by his office, just, and you just look the other way, or you don't, you don't even pass his you office. You don't want anything to do with that person. Right. The more the more frequent, though, is if I'm not loving a person, then my, my words and my actions are going to show that as well. In other words, they're not going to be kind. They may not necessarily be, you know, rude, mean-spirited, but they're just not kind. So we can play around that soft spot, that gray area of, you know, I'm really not hating the person, but I really don't love them. So my words and my actions are sort of that me- that middle ground, which the Bible doesn't give us. Mm-hmm. And then out and out, anger, bitterness, coming out vocal, uh, you know, verbally. Um, so that, you know, those are just some of the things that can happen. Mm-hmm. And the whole atmosphere is wrong. I mean, you know, if you and I just think, if you and I had to come into this room every Tuesday, because yeah. we usually record this like Tuesday afternoon, let's say at 1.30. That's if we time had to, it is. If we had to come into this this room like this and we weren't doing well. It would not It's just go not well. going to feel, yeah. it's not going to feel good. No, so, I, would, I would dread that. Yeah, yeah, I mean that would be that'd be nasty. No, it would. Um, There's no fun in that. No, not at all. And I think some of the things that play into that, um, I was just I made a short list my list mm. myself. Yeah, good, thanks. Um, pride. So that is a prideful attitude oh, where my. you know, oh, uh, like I'm I'm just better than that person, or yeah. uh, like a moral superiority. Yeah. Like when I begin to think of myself mm-hmm. as better than someone else, yeah. which you know, the scripture. Are, tells us not to do and wasn't it last week or two weeks ago that we talked about that before we even get to the gifts yeah don't don't think, think of yourself more highly than you ought to think yeah yeah because you so won't that, serve people if you do exactly so that prideful attitude um mm. another one was just when we leverage power or leverage the authority when we have it and one of the ways we had talked about that a little bit already is when someone does wrong to you right so my japanese roommate he could have held that over me and yeah. chosen to not re-engage our relationship and just really made me suffer through it. Uh, but he chose not to. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah. whatever it is, if you if someone's offended you, loving them might mean letting them – because you do have the upper hand. Think of it in a marriage. Uh, if I do something to offend Rebecca, if she chooses to not forgive – it's always kind of like hovering over me and I feel like I've got to, mm. you know, do something to earn her her favor back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when she forgives, it's suddenly <sighs> the air is clear, the yeah. table's clean again, yeah. and we're back to square one. Yeah, um, that's so true. And the other one, which we've already talked about, was just sarcasm, you know. Uh, just that, that when they're not unintentional, they can that can be a really – harsh passive way to just get at somebody or talking behind their back that's being spirited then absolutely yeah um i'm wondering if you have any examples though of biting and devouring that would be uh in par with circumcision here like because that's the example that he starts off with like this uh this self-righteousness this um placing their confidence in moral good the doing of religious acts like circumcision and can that come out have you seen any or do you have any examples off the top of your head of how that would no i I just trying to think about what what's happening in the the context around galatians which we did nothing with that and i just for the sake of time there was nothing Mm -hmm. critical we were able to make sense of the meaning of the paragraph but i think that um in galatians 5 
What's coming up immediately after our text is walk by the Spirit, mm -hmm. and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So what Paul is after is instead of the biting and devouring, be Spirit-controlled people in the way in which you uh, don't allow your flesh, your carnal nature, as we talked about earlier in our text, mm -hmm. to become, uh, if I remember correctly, to be this... Uh, this camping, uh, this camp, this headquarters, this base of operations for your sinfulness to come out, which is what we had in our text, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, where is that? It's, it's, the word was op opportunity or something like that. Um, so... I can tell a joke and stall for you. You could, and it probably would help. Uh, there it is in verse 13. <laughs> Don't do the joke. Okay, I'll hold verse it. 13, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. That's that base of operations from which your sin can operate. Don't, don't give it that kind of a headquarters. But then, but I say walk by the Spirit. So what, what's in the list, interesting, is not circumcision or any of those things. Mm -hmm. What follows is the things that keep you from doing what you want to do. What you really want to do as a Christian is you do want to, you want to love and you want to believe mm -hmm. and all of that. But if you're not led by the Spirit, then what's going to happen? The works of the flesh, and here's the list. Mm -hmm. So sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these is the way to, mm -hmm. yeah, wow. after the long list, it's like, yep. there are other things like this. So he's warning us about those. And then he moves into the, the favorite passage, you know, about the fruit of the spirit is. Yeah. So I don't know if I could, I don't, I don't even know if I could point to a, a circumcision type thing yeah. in light of this context. That would cause but, but I may to not be in, devour. Yeah. Uh, other than, you know, I could think in this context of someone maybe who is circumcised, that leading to that moral pride okay. that then okay. creates controversy uh, or, or yes, conflict. Yes, that's a good thought. So in light of what you just said then, so that, so that anyone like the first century Galatian Christian who thinks about maybe, maybe receiving circumcision for righteousness sake, mm -hmm. that person, according to this text, is no longer spirit-led. Okay, yeah. Right. So there's maybe the better connection in this mm -hmm. context. So that, mm -hmm. that did help me when you, when you fleshed that out a little bit. Because now, anybody in our day who's trying to be good morally, yep. that person is not being spirit-led. Which means what's going to come out of them, since they're trying to be good, is not the fruit of the Spirit. It's going to be the works of the flesh. Yeah. Not always, mm -hmm. but as a as a standard, because yeah. their, their mindset is not faith through love, it's works. So yeah. that sends them away from the spirit. And that's a big deal in, in Galatians. And that just gets to the very basic fundamental truth you're trying to communicate from week to week. And that's that faith is what saves, and that faith yeah. then faith is what works, yeah. uh, not yeah. us. Um, yeah. All right, so and this coming Sunday, I mean, is 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 as clear. Yeah, in, in Ephesians two right. one to ten, when I was reading it yesterday again, I thought, wow, you know, and I I know those verses really really well, mm -hmm. but I don't know those verses really well in this series. Mm. So the series right. actually focuses my attention on 
okay, this is, there's no doubt in my mind that someone who has faith yeah. is going to do works mm -hmm. because God said he, he does that yep. in us. All right. So thank you. That yeah. gets me to my last question. And this isn't specifically to uh, the Galatians passage, uh -huh. but more so just a series as a whole question. Mm -hmm. And so it it's, uh, reads this, how would you counsel... How would you counsel someone who's wondering about the salvation of a deceased friend or a relative uh, who, by their account, the person who's passed away, said, I, I, I'm a Christian. Um, but as that person looks back on their life, uh, the person who's still alive, they say, I don't know if I saw much mm -hmm. fruit there. Uh, so a close friend or a family sure. member... Who are professing yeah. profess to be a Christian, yeah. but as I look back on their life, mm -hmm. I say, "Man, I don't know if I saw a ton of fruit in their life." I wonder, and so so it's yeah. it's hypothetical, mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I think we're looking for comfort, you know, for our mm -hmm. loved ones. We obviously we would want for them to be in God's presence, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but when we're taking an honest look back mm -hmm. on their life, we say, yeah. "Like I don't know." So if you really want to be comforted, yeah, then I would say, don't think about that at all. Mm -hmm. Think about the implications of what you were thinking about of that person mm -hmm. for your own life and for others that are still that you have a you yeah. have an opportunity to disciple. Yeah. So you know we can't make that judgment call in the heart. We don't mm -hmm. know, but the fact that they question that means that they're starting to consider the importance of a profession match with performance. Mm -hmm, which Faith is, that works, mm -hmm. which is the series. So it is, it is totally uh, in their best interest to say, if you want comfort, then get it because you're responding now to Christ and his word and the warnings and you're putting your faith to work in such a way that no one will question you. Mm -hmm. That yeah. would bring me comfort. Yeah. That I'm not causing this at the, you know, if I die, I don't want someone to say, man, he professed, he was really, you know, he sounded good, but his lifestyle was awful. Yeah. I don't want that. So there's some comfort in that. Yeah. And it's a, it's hard because I think our natural, yeah. obviously, inclination is to, to wonder and to, yeah. you know, assume one way or the you other. Hope. But there's, like you said, there's no way to know uh, either Either way, even if the person professed and put their, like, by all accounts, yes. everyone said, yeah, no, they were active in the church and they served, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know what was driving right. that. So there's no way to know. Um, but I think what you just said, the, uh, the, the great thing is asking that question leads, or at least would point to the fact that you're understanding that your faith should work itself out. The introspection is really health yeah. healthy. In a day like ours and in a series like this where we're pushing against the tendency to believe but not live it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, let me just throw a hypothetical out there mm -hmm. or and, and maybe another side question too. Mm -hmm. I'll start with the side question. Mm -hmm. We talked about like serving and mm -hmm. putting those gifts into action. Mm -hmm. um, most of those gifts mm -hmm. can be, um, you know, those spiritual gifts can be put into, put to work at the church. But then one like the gift of evangelism, that's mm -hmm. primarily, if not exclusively, outside of the church. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be one where someone's gift isn't being noticed necessarily in the church, you know, by mm -hmm. you or me, unless there's testimony of it. Mm -hmm. um, would you yeah. say that's 
I mean, I always have fun with these type of questions because, for instance, if I said, is, is, is evangelism a gift? Can you find that in the gift list? Isn't it in 1 Corinthians 12? I don't know. I'm asking you. Yes. Try to find it. Oh, goodness. Getting grilled. No, it's not. You know. I should turn the right way in my Bible. Yes, go. Yeah. What the Acts world? Romans 1 and 2 Corinthians. There we go. Yeah. In 12. <clears throat> Actually, I would say... You should be telling a joke right now. I don't know any. I'm the world's worst. <laughs> All right. So I thought it was in the list at the end, but it's not. Apostles, All right. prophets, teachers. And so try Ephesians 4. Is that where it Keep is? Keep going to the right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I'm not, not in first, it's, Yeah, no, it's not in 14. Ephesians. No, it's not in 14. So Ephesians 4. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave some... Yes. Yeah, there it is. And he gave the apostles, yeah. prophets, evangelists. That's so, what I was thinking. So, yeah. So there you have not gifts, but gifted people. Mm. So you'd want to make a little bit of a distinction. Yeah, between that's fair. Them, just mm -hmm. to be just to be accurate with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's it, in, in that case, the evangelist is not primarily working in the church. Yeah. Hopefully working outside of the church to bring people into the church. Mm -hmm. but yeah. 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 Um, so just to wrap up this yeah. this question then too, um, you know, the the family member or friend who's mm -hmm. passed away, um, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit. Um, they were professing Christians, mm -hmm. they attended yeah. church, yeah. but outside of that, maybe there's not a lot of faith. There's also the fruit of the Spirit, which we just yeah. almost got almost, to. Almost, yeah. Um, the fruit of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, those things, if, if I look back at someone's life and say, like they were a kind person, they were patient and loving yeah. and they weren't maybe active in the church. Like I would hope for them sure. to be. Um, but those fruits of the spirit, um, of just being a kind, generous, hospitable person, those can be, um, driven by the spirit yeah. and they can also be driven by the flesh. Yeah. And I think the reason I just... I bring that up is to I'm trying to comfort that person yeah, who's saying you are yeah you know uh, were they saved yeah. at the end of the day the answer is yeah. we don't know no we don't and we can't know no. and we have to rest in the fact that God is good He's yeah. sovereign yeah. and their life is in His hands yeah um, you hope that there was some evidence of life in their profession and that's for all of us I mean that's why I think the angle is. You know, if you really want to be comforted, use that angst to make sure that you do not or put it positive. Use that angst to drive you to a faith that works type of lifestyle so that you meet the criteria that's in the scriptures. It's all over the mm -hmm. scriptures. Yeah. You know, I didn't have any trouble getting to that. I was sharing with a, one of my colleagues yesterday and he said, wow, that sounds like a neat series. I said, I had no idea there was this much emphasis on this throughout the, the letters of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, I pulled yeah. up like 13 or 14 different texts that are faith working. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yep. It's pretty pretty clear. I mean, it should drive us to find that. And what we'll do through the summer, Lord willing, is keep talking as we did on Sunday Make sure you're able to tell the difference between works that replace faith and works that result from faith. That balance. 
that that differentiation is critical for us mm-hmm. because we have to continue to say we're saved by faith alone, but the faith that saves is not alone. Mm-hmm. It works. And as we'll see on Sunday in Ephesians 2, it's because God set it up that way. He didn't. There's no other saved, there's no other type of saved person except for a person saved by grace through faith that works. Yeah. So. Good. Great. Thank you. That's it? That's it. Okay. That was a long one, I think. Uh, Feels long. Yeah, sorry. It's fun though. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, But just to remind you, you can send questions of your own uh, into podcast at cbcmj.com. We love hearing from you and getting to these questions week after week. Uh, We'll get this out as best as we can on Wednesday morning, and we'll see you on Sunday. Lord willing. willing. All right. Have a great week, guys. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.